Welcome to the Foreign Lady Podcast. Straight talk about current events and issues affecting women in today's society. This is not your run-of-the-mill opinion show. So listen up, because it's about to get real. Here's your host, Elizabeth. Hey guys, welcome to another episode of the Foreign Lady Podcast. I'm your host, Elizabeth. And the bottom line. And we are back with a whole new topics and episode for you today so we have a lot to cover so we're gonna get right to it the first thing we're gonna talk about is uh johnny depp he lost his case his lawsuit the defamation lawsuit uh in the uk against amber heard and once the news came out warner birders decided to fire him from the fantastic beast franchise um we're gonna also discuss jamie long and Santoya Brown. So for those of you who don't know Santoya Brown, she's a a woman who got convicted at the age of 16. Her story's literally been everywhere. I mean, if by now you should know her, but um, she was convicted when she was uh, 16. And with this power of social media and a lot of celebrities, they were able to overturn her case and she was let go. And her husband was accused of abuse by his ex-wife. And the ex-wife is now recanting her story. So it's a mess, you guys. We're going to discuss that. And then finally, we're going to discuss Superman and Lois. Superman and Lois is a new show coming out on the CW. And uh, we're going to talk about the diversity issue going on on the CW and how to rectify it. So with that being said, let's get started. Johnny Depp. So this. okay, so Johnny Depp, he got fired from the Fantastic Beast franchise. He played Grindelwald on it. And uh The WB Warner Brothers, they fired him because he lost his defamation suit against, uh, I believe it's the Sun in the UK. Basically, they came out and wrote this piece calling him a wife beater, and he did not appreciate that, and he sued them for defamation of character. And the case went to trial, and the judge in the UK ruled on it and found that in their right to call him that. I mean, Johnny hasn't been convicted in court of law regarding the abuse against uh, Amber Heard. So what do you think of this? Do they, do you think they should have fired him? I mean, he really hasn't been convicted of anything. So wh- what's going on here? And do you think there's a double standard going on? Because we also know that Amber was an, also an aggressor in the relationship, but yet she still um, has her job playing Mira on Aquaman. Dennis really just tarnished his name. Like he hasn't like you said, he hasn't been convicted of anything, but it just kind of leans public opinion over towards Amber Heard. This is a win that benefits her. And it does point out a sort of double standard that men are constantly seen as the perpetrator. They can never be seen as the victims. And even in this, even in this case, where we have recordings of Amber Heard saying that she initiated the violence right. and she doesn't seem all that there sometimes when she's partnering with Johnny we still have it in our mind that Johnny is the one who needs to be nailed to the cross not her I don't think it's fair I think if they're going to punish one of them they should punish both of them because they were both I mean again we don't know because these are all allegations right but uh, Amber Heard has come out and admitted that she did she was an aggressor in, in the relationship. Like there were a couple of times where she was physically violent against him. And then she made allegations and said that he was violent against her, but he's denied it. He's had friends, you know, say they know they've known him for years. He's not that kind of person. 
His ex-girlfriend came out who he was with for, I think it was over 20 years, have a daughter together, came out and said when they were together, it's that's not the Johnny that she knew. He would never do anything like that. And I'm not saying that, you know, people don't change and people don't do things in, you know, one relationship versus the other. That's not what I'm saying. But I just think that they're they're being hypocrites here because he hasn't been convicted of a criminal charge. This is just a civil issue for them making these allegations against him. But yet, because the uh, the judgment didn't go in his favor, does that automatically make him guilty? He's not guilty. And the thing is, like, how old is Johnny? Uh, it's, it's close I, to 60, right? Yes. I mean, Amber is half his he's, age. Uh, he's 57, I, I actually. 57 and she's like 27, right? I believe she's not that young. Like the 30s. But he's significantly older than her. Yes, she's so 34. even if he wanted me to believe... Ember's 34. Even if you wanted me, right, even if you wanted me to believe that he's capable of violence, I'm like, what can this man who's twice her age really do to you? you right. Know, but I guess people don't really see him as a as an old man, but I'm like, he's a senior citizen. <laughs> 55 makes you a senior, senior citizen. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, those AARP I mean, cards are, are going to be coming, or I think they're already coming. Don't they come in when you turn 50 or something? Yeah. So, like, this this man is a senior citizen. He is entitled to getting discounts for bus rides. I mean, are we really going to sit here and believe that he could overpower her, beat her to a point where she's scared? I mean, and, I, again, this is me playing devil, devil's advocate that he could he could really be capable of violence. But I'm like, well, how much violence can you really expect? And also, at this point in his life, what do we already have heard of some situation? Like all these people coming out and saying, no, that's not him. Usually people who are, you know, who are violent, they have a history of it. Amber Heard has a history. In, in 2009, she, she was actually, yeah, she was charged with hitting, hitting her girlfriend at the time. Right. She has a history. He doesn't. And it's not something you start doing at in your golden years. Right. You don't start thinking, you don't start doing this stuff in your golden years. Like, now is the time I want to start hitting women, especially during this particular period, you know, during the height of the Me Too movement. Like, what what man, what individual is thinking to, to crucify themselves? It's a tough situation. Actually, it's you know what? It's not a tough situation. I think it's a screwed up situation because... Here's Warner Brothers again, picking sides, making decisions um, that that's I, I, I honestly don't know what's going on over there. Like they've they've had they, they've just had allegations after like scandal after scandal after scandal going on over there. And, you know, a lot of people were calling for Amber to get fired. And, I, you know, I believe that they should have fired her, too. You know, and she actually came out and made a statement and, you know, saying, you know, thank after this whole thing happened, thanking her supporters and saying she can't wait to get started on the next sequel. And I'm like, like, was that really necessary? Like, this is a this is a man's life here. This is his his life, his career that you've just kind of tarnished. Because she doesn't care. It doesn't have to be anything complicated. This It could be as simple as this. She wants to use Johnny in any way to advance her own career. That's what I, I, I would deduce is happening. Yeah, I think it's messed up. I think it's, uh, I don't think he deserved that. But the lawsuit wasn't even against her. Do you know what I mean? Like, it was against the newspaper. Right. So, 
I just didn't, I don't understand what the correlation is. Like, because a newspaper makes an allegation and the court upholds it, all of a sudden it makes it right and it makes it, like, if yeah. it like if it was a criminal uh, proceeding and a criminal conviction, then we could be like, okay, like, he was, you know, he was judged by a jury of his peers. It was a criminal conviction that said he, he, he was an abuser. Then I would be like, okay, they have cause to you know to to fire him because i know they have those morality clauses in their contracts and all that but it, it's nothing like that i just i just don't know why they why they decided to do that i don't know why they decided to make the decision and you know it it just sucks that an allegation can ruin someone's you know reputation and i th and now i i kind of understand why a lot of the credits against the me too movement say you know it can be dangerous because this is exactly why like uh, you know if a woman makes an allegation it's automatically true and you know we need to and i'm not saying like i'm not saying that you know th they aren't real people that were affected because they're you know they're people who have been assaulted who have been abused and that's you know that's wrong but i but the uh, the I guess the flip side of it is that people can just make an allegation and then just you know stick behind the mean two movement. That's messed up. I feel really bad for Johnny, man. I mean, he looks like such a peaceful guy, and that's what he said in his you know for the recording. All he wants is peace. Like at this point in his life, at his age, he's not looking for drama. I don't believe it. Right. He doesn't want to. That's I mean, the kind of drama that Amber Heard is bringing. Yeah, I agree. I'm I'm glad that that more of these issues are being discussed i know they're they're sort of touchy touchy subjects but they have to be discussed and it's only by us having a conversation about it can we try to move forward and and actually try to understand right now let me tell you about one of our partners hey foreign lady listeners i want to talk to you about one of our partners audible audible is a spoken word entertainment and audiobook platform ranging from bestsellers to celebrity memoirs like one of my personal favorite, Michelle Obama's book, Becoming. You can get the news, business tips, self-development books, and much more. I've been using Audible for years and I absolutely love it. So if you've always wanted to catch up on some reading and you feel like you just didn't have the time or the patience, let's be honest, now is your chance. With Audible's audiobooks, it's as simple as downloading the free app and listening. Your only decision is which one of their thousands of audiobooks will you start with. And right now, for our foreign lady listeners, you can get a free one-month trial to start enjoying the Audible membership. All you have to do is visit audibletrial.com slash foreignladypodcast. And every month, members get one credit to pick out from any title they want, plus two audiobooks originals from their monthly selections. The app is completely free and available on all smartphones and tablets. You can listen across your various devices without losing your spot and listening offline anytime, anywhere. So if you're in the car or on the go, it's as simple as putting in your AirPods, click and play, and just continue to listen to your favorite book. You can start your free trial now at audibletrial.com slash foreignladypodcast. You'll be glad you did. I love you guys for listening. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash foreignladypodcast. Centoya Brown was a 16-year-old girl killing one of her Johns. Uh, she said it was uh, self-defense so. and, you know, saying that she was a victim of sex trafficking and she was picked up by, by the victim and who drove her home, had sex with her. And, um, you know, she said that he pulled out a gun. So look up the story. It's a fascinating story. And she was actually granted 
uh, clemency by Governor Bill Haslam and uh, granted her clemency after her case was everywhere. But right now, her husband, Jamie Long, is being accused by his ex-wife, Pam Long, of sexual and physical abuse. She she said that he, he was violent towards her and he assaulted her and actually told Centoya to be careful and that he's not a good man. Now, she is recanting her story and saying that she lied and she made the whole thing up. This is just unbelievable. What do you think? I, I got one word for this. Pure evil. I, I don't disagree. I just think of the whole situation as just being the purest kind of evil. You know, um, what Centoya went through and then what she has to go through with her, her husband by Pam Long. I can't think of anything worse. Yeah, that's, um, the woman has been through enough, uh, meaning Satoya. I mean, she went to prison at 16. She was there for, I believe she was there for over 20 years. She finally comes home and is trying to put her life back together. And then she has to deal with, with the crazy ex-wife from hell. And it's not fair to him either because he's always maintained his innocence. He's always said he didn't do anything. A year or so has gone back, more than a year. And now she's saying that, oh, she made it. She made the whole accusation up. What is wrong with people? I wish I could, I could get into the mind of some of these people, understand why you did it. The only thing I could think of is simply just jealousy. You can't have them, so nobody else can. So she she goes so far as to like make this up. Like how is this? Like I don't know. Like how is this helping anybody? How is this helping her? And how is it helping them? It's helping her. She feels she feels good about destroying another person's life. Even if you were pissed at your ex ex husband, they don't have. I don't think they have children, right? They don't have children. So you you're literally like that miserable in your own life that you want to destroy someone else's house. Like allegations like this don't just like once you make it. Like we were just saying in the case of um, Johnny Depp and Amber Heard. That's it. And. When the story first came out of her making all these accusations and um, Charlemagne, the guy from The Breakfast Club, actually pointed this out, he said when the when the allegations first came out, it was all over the news, right? It was splashy, it was headlines, but the retraction where she said that she made it up barely got any news. That's yep. messed up. No outrage. That's why I'm like, where, where, I, where's the outrage? And I believe this. If, we, if we're going to take any sort of sexual assault with sexual violence, seriously, we're going to say you got to get this amount of time in jail. I believe that if you lie about it, you should get the equivalent. Yeah, she needs to. There should be some kind of repercussions for what she did. Like, you can't just make an allegation like that, retract it, and then that's it. Like, what if he, you know, what if he lost his job? What what if he lost his livelihood? Well, like, what if he he had lost friends? Like, what? I mean, she she literally could have destroyed this man's life, and then or he could have lost his wife. Right? She could have divorced him. He could have lost his wife, his wife, his family. No, no, I'm saying his life. Oh, his you got life. Like here, they would have probably been so mad, like they would think that they need to do something. They need to hurt this man. You know, imagine this man out onto the street. Somebody accuses him, and he knows he's innocent. And things make a turn to the worst and somebody dies. That's the kind of thing I'm worried about. There should definitely be some legal repercussions for people who make false allegations. I don't know why there isn't. I, like, I just don't get it. Isn't there, there should be something that says if you make a false claim against somebody, you, you need to pay for it. Because it's not right. There is too. And not, not for this particular case, but remember, ever since the whole uh, Karen thing where we had all these 
videos and entitled Karen and, you know, what, what looks like to be women of a certain age and race um, making accusations of people of color. Right. So now they've put a law into place. Like, I think it was Governor Cuomo wanted to put a law into place. So the thing be. that can be done here, if you falsely accuse a person of some sort of sexual violence, you, you're basically playing off people's fear. You're playing off the the, the protest of, of, of the time. And you should be punished for that. I absolutely agree. I hope I hope that um, that there is a law that makes that illegal, not only for sexual assault, but f- for Karens as well. And that should be all across all 50 states. <laughs> it, no, it's true because you can't make a false allegation against somebody, ruin their life, ruin their reputation, and then just walk it back and say, oh, my bad. And then you, and then you can go about your merry little life. No, you should be punished. About three months in jail should, should do it. That's a good hmm. enough punishment. But you know what really bothers me? It was some of the comments where people were saying how what Pam Long has done, her false allegations, her false accusations, what it has done is that it invalidates um, women who are actual victims. Yeah, that's what I was yeah, saying. This, but that's the part that bothers me because I'm like, that is a legitimate thing because it, it does um, take away from women who who've been actual victims right. because now people won't believe them. Exactly. But exactly. I'm like the real victim in this case is Jamie Long and his wife by association. I feel like it's again, like we still don't want to see the man as the victim. She lied about him, but no one's saying how he's been broken by this, how he's been victimized by it. People are still talking about how, uh, other women, they're still the real victims. I'm, victims. I'm like, no, he's the victim, but we can't see it because he's a man. Even when we know he's innocent, people are still trying to talk like, like Pam Long is the victim, even though she's the one who lied. They're she's talking not about a victim. Who says she's a victim? Yeah, yeah. Whoever but said the that dialogue is, that people are having, they're saying things like. She needs help. I hope she finds God. I'm like, no, they need to throw her in jail. She needs jail time. Because when it's the other way around, when when you guys believed her, you wanted to see this man punished. So by your own rules, by your own logic, Pam Long should be punished. I don't want to hear that she found God. <laughs> I want to hear that she's going to jail. <laughs> see, okay, this is this is this is what irks me. Why is it that we got all of a sudden she found God? Like, yeah. why, why, why bring God into that? Why bring religion into your me- Like, like people have used religion as an excuse for, for too long. And that shit needs to stop because God wasn't, God didn't make you do that. All of a sudden, now that, that your, your deceitfulness and your, and your, and your lies are now in the forefront. All of a sudden you found God. Where was God before when you, when you were making all of this shit up? Like, mm. and I'm not saying like people can't change. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that once you've done something bad, you can't you can't change and you can't find God. That's totally different from what we're talking about here. As a Christian myself and as someone who truly believes in God, that shit really irks me. Stop using God. Stop using religion as an excuse for your mess, for your evil deeds. Mm-mm. Just stop. But what's really going on is that when people do something wrong, really, really wrong, and they go and say, oh, I found God. That's their way of saying, that is their way of saying, well, you can't punish me now because I'm, I'm with God now. Right. And it so don't work that way. they're using the church to avoid punishment. It does not work that way. Like, 
and and it shouldn't work that way because that's not mm-hmm. that's not what being a, a true Christian is all about. Okay, you can't be hiding behind religion. You can't be hiding behind God because when you were doing all your mess, where was God then? Yeah. But you know, all those people that are saying that you know the ex-wife Pam is the vic- she's not a victim. Okay, she's the devil incarnate because you don't make that kind of allegation and against somebody. And that, that, like, that's a serious allegation. That's that's not something to, to joke around with. That's not a, he took my TV or, you know, he, he was a crappy husband because, you know, he didn't throw the, the garbage out. Whatever. This is a serious allegation that could possibly destroy someone's life. But nobody cares. And that's the funny thing. Hearing that this man is innocent doesn't drive us to have the conversations that we need to, especially online, on the media. Like you said, Charlemagne the God mentioned that this isn't getting the attention it should because we can't see men as victims, especially black men. We're so used to hearing that they're the guilty party that only hear they're innocent. We don't know how to react. We know how to react when a black man is accused. We know how to react when the world says he's a villain. But when it turns out he's the victim, he's the innocent one, we get silent. Don't, we're not used to hearing how he's the innocent one. And as it turns out, Centoya Brown and Jamie Long, what they have is like something you would see in a movie. Right. Like this story sounds like something you would see in a movie. Like this man divorces his ex-wife, doesn't talk to her for like four or five years, mm-hmm. moves on with another woman who's been through trauma. She's been through enough, but he stays loyal. How often do you hear about a man He's the one waiting for his woman who's in prison. Yep, yep. You don't hear about that. And then when she comes out and they can finally be together, his ex-wife wants to cause some mess, wants to tarnish his name, instead of letting him live happily ever, ever after. That means that this man, in reality, stayed and with he, a woman and he who sounds, had gone through so much. Yeah, and I, I saw, I uh, uh, heard their interview when they were on the breakfast club, that man loved that. Like he loves his wife. I mean, he, and he's all, you know, he's a, he's a Christian. Also, he, he was like, he said he prayed on it. He was, he waited for her through all of the mess that she went through. He literally like held her down. And then she comes out. They, now they can finally begin their life together. And then this devil decides that she wants to, you know, she's jealous and wants to insert herself in their business. Mm. That's crazy. That's some Jezebels. <laughs> That's the real definition of a of a Jezebel right there. <laughs> All right, uh, let's move on. We're back to the 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 good old Warner Brothers again. So this article came out with um with a former writer. She's a black a black woman for, uh, who used to write for the TV show Superman and Lois. It's a new pilot uh, new show that's coming out in the cw uh about superman and lois and it's part of the arrowverse or now the cw verse whatever and uh she came out and said that diversity is a real issue on the network and on the show so as we all know um superman clark was adopted by martha martha and jonathan kent and she suggested that this would be the perfect opportunity for the show to make it diverse, to have maybe a Jonathan and a Martha that's of another race besides white. And not only did they shut her down, she got fired. So 
I know that they're the CW is trying to portray this image that they're diverse and they're that they're you know they're all about inclusivity and whatnot. But this isn't the first time that we've that we've heard this. You and I actually chatted a little bit about this yesterday. Before even we get to that, the showrunner who did who was a showrunner for The Flash is now the current showrunner for for this show. And he has a I think he has a problem. I don't know what it is. I'm not, you know, trying to call anybody out, but he needs to be really looked at very well because I don't understand what his deal is. I don't know why we're even still talking about it. Inclusivity and diversity is something that should just be natural. And I know they've come out and said, you know, they're going to try to do better and all of their different shows but what are your like what are your thoughts on it wow um here's where we kind of might argue a little bit because okay I'm, re- I'm ready for it i'm ready for it oh boy i think nadia tucker sounds a bit bitter what why would this you this is say- the cw and here's the thing about the cw with all the Arrowverse shows they have been diverse they have been forward thinking but they do it in a way that is superficial yes. and the thing about diversity is that people are so focused on diversity that they forget the story right. and that to me is what kills the show like don't give me people of color a black man black woman um you know whatever group you could think of and now that race is a part of their story it means that certain things can't be said or done certain storylines can't be carried out and that takes away the complexity of the show it takes away the authenticity so that's why to me diversity is actually a bad thing because it comes to a point where it just doesn't even seem realistic anymore is that diverse no my you know? no my thing is if you're gonna do diversity then do it right the example exactly. i gave you yesterday was perfect example was the flash iris west they 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 cast a, a black woman candace Patton. i'm a huge fan of hers and before they have the new showrunner they have now eric who is a black man i thought he's doing a fantastic job they had pod helmings i think that's his name the the same showrunner who's doing the superman and lois he was the showrunner for five years on the flash so this was my example iris and her father the the west family are black no black family they always talk about grandma esther's noodles what black family passed noodle recipe down from from their their grandma if anything you have like a mac and cheese recipe a collard green recipe or a a sweet potato pie recipe but i've never heard of a black family handing down noodle recipes i'm like if you're gonna do it right do it right another thing that they actually candace brought up was her hair for five years they have made this woman wear her hair pin straight yep pin straight and we all know that black women's hair come in all different kind of textures and curls and everything and the first time that she ever wore her natural hair in curls was when the black showrunner took over you don't see you've never seen iris in a bonnet you've never seen her tie her hair you've never seen her in curls her blackness is never addressed the West family's blackness is never addressed. The first time they had a cookout was when there was a black showrunner. And, and that's what I mean when I say, like, the CW is diverse. It is forward thinking, but in a way that's superficial. I think they're afraid to take risks. I, I think they're afraid to remind people that she is black, but they don't even bring it up. And that just makes it even worse because it's like, like she got no black now friends. I know it's there. Like, she doesn't have any black friends. 
you you brought up that she's never dated anyone black and it's like that bothers me like before we skip over that it bothers me that they don't even let her have a conversation with another black man on the show who's not related to her by blood and it's like they want to make sure uh there's no competition for barry and that makes it feel like they don't see iris as a person but almost like property we don't even want that relationship to even be challenged. Like if you if you even notice, they'll try to portray the relationship as if, as if it's perfect. They don't have any sort of arguments. They don't have any sort of disagreements. Like what is it that Barry and Iris even have in common? Well, now they are because again because of the black showrunner. Like he's exactly. But the first five, like I love the Flash. It's one of my favorite shows. I've watched it on repeat so many times. But it's flawed. And they're doing the same thing with this with this show. And I think that it, the showrunner that they have, the people in charge, have a huge part to do with it. The writer's room, the producers, the executives, like those are the parts that I want. Those are the uh, uh, departments that I want to see diversity in. Not just yeah. on screen, not just actors, but behind the scenes, because they're the ones who make the decisions. Yeah. Candace Patton doesn't doesn't make decisions on how her hair looks or what she wears producers do can i be devil advocate for a moment though Go ahead. so like one time i saw this like picture i think it was on twitter of like the people behind the cameras on the flash and again they were like 95 percent white white male and i kind of understand where it's like they want to be diverse but they don't want to be that person acting like they really know what's in the Kool-Aid, you know what I'm saying? Like, how can they write about the cookout if they've never been to one? Kind of understand. Like, they probably don't know about the hair thing, and they're afraid that if but they do it, they'll get it wrong. that's why you talk to her. That's why you talk to the actors. So like, true. Eric so true. Wa- like, all of these new advances only came when Eric Wallace, the black showrunner, took over. But when Todd Helmings yeah. was there, he could have talked to Iris. He could have talked to... Um, Candace Patton and uh, and Jesse L. Martin. He could have talked to them. He could have had he consultants could've. come in. You could have had black consultants come in if you needed to and say, okay, how does this work? How does that work? How does, you know, how should we do her hair? This is why you collaborate. You talk to people. You don't just ignore it and pretend it's not. Like, we all know she's black. But as a a black woman looking at the show, I'm like, this is so unrealistic. Like, if if they have a scene where, you know, her and Barry are in bed and her hair is like, you know, pin straight looking up i'm like no we don't do that we tie our hair up or we have a bonnet we have our hair in curls that is what it is and if you don't know you ask so that's not an excuse so it's like again like like i said like when it comes to diversity it's something that's superficial you know In, in every other way they're distancing themselves from who they really are you know not not talking about it not bringing it up and it's like they want to live in a world where Oh, actually, things are colorblind on our show. We don't even, right. it doesn't even come up. Color. And I'm like, that's not, that's not realistic. That's not realistic. Barry cannot have grown up as a white male in a black household and not know certain things. Right. Not be aware. Right. He cannot have grown up with Iris as his sister and as his sister and not know about her hair or little things exactly. like that. Exactly. Exactly. It doesn't make any sense. And you, you, you and, said, um, what, yeah. the, what do they have in common? Uh, okay, so Iris, 
she's not a she's not a scientist right she's a journalist and barry's a scientist and you know even though they have different careers i think i understand like even you know they're different but i think that the way they sort of wrote them is like they have a deeper connection besides like what they do and sometimes i'm just like even like even the way they they write their relationship is a little weird for me do you know what i mean like for example even though i love the character of iris in season four they made her the the leader of team flash iris is not a scientist how can she lead a group of super uber geniuses and sometimes actually comes up with the answers before they do because they didn't know what to do with her character she was holding her in places that she doesn't belong exactly give her her own storyline not everything has to be about Barry. Like, I get that, you know, they're a couple. and But until, again, this season, this was the first time they actually gave her her own storyline that did not revolve around Barry. Now, I have to disagree with you on that. Okay, go ahead. And this is why, again, I give a little bit of, just a little bit of sympathy to the showrunners and the people behind, the, behind the, the camera. Because, again, what's the title of the show? It's called The Flash, you know. Again, they gave an opportunity. They said, like, we got to reflect the world and show that there's diversity. But we can't forget that this show is called The Flash. And we can't make everyone as special as the main character. Barry is the main character. So everything has to revolve around him. It's nice when the characters kind of have their little side story, but it can't take away from him. And I can see how that could be an issue because when you now start to bring in diversity, when you start to have that one black character on the show, people will start to notice when they don't have much of a storyline. But you wouldn't notice it if they were white. If, if Iris were a white woman, as she is in the comic book, would we care as much if her story just kept revolving around Barry? Would it bother us if she didn't really have her own voice? We wouldn't think too much about it. But because she is a black woman and she stands out, well, now we need her to have a, her own storyline to further make her stand out. But then it takes away from the main character. This is why, again, like when it comes to the CW, I don't think they know how to handle diversity. No, they're always they diverse, but I don't think they know how to handle it. Yeah, I think you make a yeah. good point. I think they try, but they just don't they just don't always get it right. Yeah. Um, I think what they did to Nadia was was screwed up. They shouldn't have fired her just because she, you know, was speaking her mind. And I think they did miss the ball on it because this was a perfect opportunity for them to move away from the mold of the comic books and do something different. But in in doing something different, acknowledge that. Like you said, Barry couldn't have grown up with in a black family and not picked up a few things. And this whole, you know, we don't see color thing doesn't work. You put in a black woman in there for a reason. You're supposed to highlight that. You made that family African-American for a reason. And not bringing that out, I thought was a real disservice. They're, they were really trying to overcompensate with the black woman, uh, with the Batwoman thing. But we all know that ba the Batwoman show is a sinking ship. Let's be honest. Like, it's it wasn't very popular to begin with. People weren't really into it. And you and I kind of disagreed on having a black woman as as the lead now for for their season two and i thought it was progressive but i felt like if that's the route they wanted to go they should have started off with that to begin with yeah they should they should have started off with they it started off with her again, being black. how much of an audience like like be honest you're a black woman how many black women do you know with comic books i'm very few not saying there aren't out mm -hmm. there but it's majority white men exactly and to me, it, it has nothing, in this case, comic books doesn't really have to do with race in a sense. I mean, what is comic books? It's a bunch of grown men in tights. Like, Superman wears red underwear. 
Like, it's not something that I can imagine black women wanting to read. Like, grown men wearing underwear. And it's, it's, it's even the joke that, that they've made in comic books themselves. Like, this is something for little boys and stuff. So for them to say, we're going to cast a black woman, I'm like, I feel like you're doubling down on what is a sinking ship, you know? You want to be known so much for diversity that, again, you forget the story. And I feel, and what I've seen on the CW is that diversity, it ultimately is the death of a show. They want to get so many checkpoints to say, yo, we included this group and that group, but you didn't really talk about that group. You included them, you included them for sure, but you didn't really talk about them. You gave no death, death to the character. So what do you think that they can do? Can they fix this? Can they try to be, I, I mean, you can always try to be better, but how do you think they can move forward? from this i mean with the flash i don't think they, there's much they can do i think they should right, that's, the story that's yeah uh, with the flash that's kind of done like it's where yeah. are i mean they've already made their mistakes and i think now they're again beginning to acknowledge the fact that the west family is black is a black family but only because there's a black showrunner but aside from that how can they move forward with superman and lois the flash with all of them, with all their shows. I mean, you have with even in, you know, their show Riverdale, there's only one black woman and they barely give her any storylines. And Batwoman, they, I feel like they should have started with a, a black woman to begin with instead of having her be second fiddle. I think The Flash is starting to get it right now with Superman and Lois. You, you know, like what, what can they what can they do? I would say that they don't have to try to be perfect. Stop trying to be perfect. They don't have to make their diverse characters um, the epitome of whoever they are. Let them be flawed. Let them be complex. I would have related more to Barry and Iris if they did disagree, if they did argue. You know what I'm saying? If every if every once in a while, she probably did catch an attitude with him. You know, on, on the show Black Lightning, his wife will always catch an attitude with him, which I don't like. But it is more realistic, you know. But because Barry and Iris, they're supposed to be this perfect interracial couple, they never argue. And I'm like, that's that's not really realistic because I don't see how they got together. Make it more, it's, just, it's okay for them to be flawed. They don't have to be like, you know, the best version of this person. Let them, you know, make mistakes. But also, I would also say like, listen, we also got to accept that when they do bring in these diverse characters, they're not always going to have the best storyline. If they're there to be the supporting character, let them support. Let them support in the best way possible because then you take away from the main lead. Do you think that maybe they're afraid that the characters might overshadow the main ones if they sort of give them a storyline or give them a more rich um, story? I definitely think so. I definitely think so. I think I think they, in some ways, like to keep their minority characters in a box so that they don't overshadow their their main characters. But again, I accept that because if the show wasn't wasn't about the supporting cast, then I would be upset. Again, like for example, again with the flash. Because the show is called The Flash, I'm okay with it always being about Barry Allen. That's what that's what I, I know because that's that's what I'm hearing. But if you told me the show was about Flash and friends or Flash and his family, then I'm gonna say you know Iris needs a bigger role. But in this case, she doesn't. But I've always maybe it's just me, but I've always seen, especially with that cast as an ensemble. Is that how you say it? Yeah. I'm I'm probably pronouncing it wrong, but as an ensemble cast, like Barry and Iris and Cisco and Kate and Caitlin and Joe and uh, and Wells, I guess all of them can technically be 
be replaced if you still have the flash because you you have all these you know it's a kind of like a rotating door like team flash has had how many different people come in and out but at the end of the day it's still it's still team flash so i guess yeah, yeah i yeah I was trying to make a point, but it wasn't going, it wasn't really going anywhere. Yeah. So I, I guess as long as they do have the flash, it, everyone else is kind of replaceable. Yeah. And the thing is, give us a chance to miss the characters. You know, one thing I want to say is like, you know what show just ended yesterday? Mm. What show? I'm asking you. I, I'm asking. Supernatural. Oh yeah, that's Supernatural. right. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. It was their last, last episode last night. How long have they have they been around? Oh, that show's been. This is this was their fifteenth season, so about 15, 15 16 years. years. Yeah, this is my favorite show, and guess what? That show never had. <laughs> they didn't have a lot of diversity on that show. They did not. They did not, and it was my favorite show. And they didn't have diversity, which meant they had to focus on story. Right. That's when. That's why the show lasted as long as it did. And to me, the show didn't start to get weak until they started trying to diversify, diversify things. So, are you saying that they shouldn't just like they shouldn't do it at all? Like, what are you? What are we saying? Are we saying that the they, way, should, when, they, they shouldn't? They when should they just did stop? it, they didn't oversaturate us with it. You know what I'm saying? They didn't over. When they did have diversity, they didn't oversaturate us with it. They didn't throw it in our face. They they remembered that the show was about two brothers and it stayed that way. Sam and Dean were the heart of the show. They had special guest stars. They had people who were recurring characters that we'll never forget, but they didn't, ha- but they never forgot the show was about Sam and Dean. And for example, Castiel was a series regular, but he wasn't in every episode. There may be two, three episodes you wouldn't see him in because again, if Cassia wasn't every episode, it would oversaturate us with his character and, and take away from the two brothers. So what they did throughout the years, Cassia was there for the last 11 seasons, but they would just keep him like, if there was 20 episodes in a season, they might put him in, you know, 12. But he was still series regular, but they, they gave us just enough of him. Okay, but you can't and have Team think, Flash without Team Flash. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Barry, of course, has to be in every episode, but Cisco doesn't have to be. Caitlin doesn't have to be. Iris doesn't have to be. They don't have to be in every scene. For example, we don't need to see Iris throughout the whole episode, whole episode but we can have one scene at the end where Iris says or does something, and it doesn't have anything to do with Barry, but it's a scene that we remember. That's that's me is what makes a show good but some of these other cw shows they'll oversaturate you with diversity they'll throw in your face in every other scene and it's like okay what what am i gonna get story what's the where's the plot going now legends doesn't really have any like i mean they they have um the are uh, the uh oh my god i think she's arabic but that's it like i can't think of legends having it a, like a, a black character i think they're they have like the arabic one but everyone else on that show it was white is white they, they don't like having black men on legends i know that oh yes they did actually um Jax, the 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 guy that played um the second half of firestorm he was black yeah. but that was yeah, it. he was the he, only one now? yeah he they wrote where him off he he's gone. he's been gone a while yeah. and they haven't brought in another black man at all and even when they had jack they hardly ever used him yeah, that's true. That's he true. was there for show. This is what I mean when I say, like, you know, they'll bring in di- diverse cast and not really know how to use them. Yeah. And I'm like, I'd rather you, I'd rather you bring in a diverse cast who has one small moment, but it's critical and important, and that's it. Rather you just put them in every scene, but, you know, they're not saying much or doing much. 
they're not doing much to push the plot forward. All right. Well, just to wrap it up here, I'm going to ask you one question. Um, going back to our original point of Superman and Lois, do you think they missed the opportunity to actually make Martha Kent and Jonathan Kent diverse? Or do you think that no, they should No, not just... at all. Okay. <laughs> all right. All right. They, they could make them diverse. I personally wouldn't care for it. And I understand. We, we do have to understand how white people feel about this. Superman is the first superhero created in 1939. And since that time, Martha and Jonathan can have been white. You know what I'm saying? It, the, Superman means something to a lot of people. So to just say, well, we're just going to change the way to the character and forget how other people feel about it. I understand where that comes from because I care about the story. And if I had like, you know, if you had, say, a superhero like Static Shock, who has a black father, and they said, well, we're going to change the race. I'd be upset. I don't want to change that. But isn't it so, because they're very, like like we pointed out, there are very few people of color in comics? So Then we need to develop those characters. We need to develop the original uh, superheroes of color, the black men and women, the, the Latinos, the Asians. We need to take those that were that already exist and give them a platform rather than change characters we already know and love. But I don't think the direction should be to keep changing the race of traditionally white characters and not think there's going to be backlash. And then when something is said, we call them racist. No, like they like, they like their stuff too. White people like their stuff. I'm personally, I wouldn't want to change the race of Jonathan and Martha Kent. They're so critical to the storyline, you know, and um, Nadia Tucker, again, I think she's, I, I think she's, again, bitter. I think, because, like, some of the things she was saying, how, like, oh, she didn't like how the main villain was a black person. Like, if you look at all the other CW-verse shows, when have they had a black villain? They haven't had that. Have so it's not really something that you always yeah, see. So I, I don't understand why she was, was upset at that. I mean, they've had a few, but not a lot. Majority of yeah. them, yeah. Very few. Yeah. The All answer right. isn't to keep making things more diverse, and I just have, want to say this. It's not to make things more diverse, but take the diversity you have and just make it matter. Make it special. That's it. And on that note, thank you guys so much for joining us on this week's episode. We hope you enjoyed it. Please make sure you subscribe wherever you get your podcast. Also, make sure you check out our social media at Foreign Lady Podcast, or you can email us at theforeignladypodcast at gmail.com. And of course, you can always check out our website at theforeignladymedia.com. Thank you guys so much for joining us and uh, we'll see you guys next time. Bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to The Foreign Lady. If you enjoyed today's show, please rate and review to help others find the podcast too. And be sure to subscribe so you're the first to know when the latest episode drops. Join the conversation on Facebook and Instagram at The Foreign Lady Podcast. See you next time.